It comes down to the AFC West is the first hurdle in the Chiefs' chances at going back to an AFC championship and possibly even a Super Bowl. Who's the number two hurdle? We talked about the Chargers a little bit earlier in the week. Now it's the Denver Broncos. How do they match up with the Kansas City Chiefs in 2022? Today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. This is Locked On Chiefs. And for you Broncos fans, I know you saw the title. Welcome in. Let's be nice to everyone. You can uh, like, sub, and hit the bell here on YouTube. You can also subscribe on the audio platforms because we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for free on every platform that we can think of. So I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, RogueAPC.com, and RGR Football. That's where you can find me when I'm not right here or at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter. And I'm Chris Clark. You can find me at Chiefs Corner. That is where I'm going to have all my breakdown of stuff for the offseason and looking at hopefully Orlando Brown's contract, which we are hoping to get in the next couple of weeks. We will see if that ends up turning out to be true. Though you and Matt talked about that yesterday. Uh, And you can find me at Chiefs Corner, or I'm always usually the one tweeting from Locked On Chiefs. You can figure it's me if it's spelled correctly. Um, (laughs) That certainly isn't me. (laughs) Yeah, just going to throw that out there. Hey, Grammarly, can I get a little support for Twitter, please? Uh, Yeah, can we get a Twitter edit button? And (laughs) let's see, what other things do we need for you to be fixed? Okay, uh, no, let's talk about the Broncos. I, you know it's funny you you started off by saying we need to be nice and yeah I, i'm not so sure if the comments are going to be nice <laughs> i doubt it like, but hey chargers I, fans got I mean, fired up <laughs> well yeah they did and i will say this there were a lot of people at least from the comments i saw on youtube that actually really agreed with the fact that uh you know their coach was a little too aggressive and it cost them multiple games it wasn't just the chiefs game it was multiple yeah. games and uh, you know i i do want to go back and i want to say real quick I'm not saying you can't go for it on fourth down more. I'm just saying that there is a specific level that you should probably say that's a little risky and, and maybe we just take the points. Um, but to go for it as much as they did, it really ended up costing them. I mean, if you think about it, they gave up nine points just by not taking field goals. Yeah. In the end, it, it points wins games. Let's, let's be truthful mm-hmm. about it. So, Hey, you know, sure does. Um, but that's the Chargers, who I think are going to be in a battle with this Broncos squad, and that's legitimate, and, and that's okay. I, I think competition in the AFC West is a great thing. And I think now with this quarterback group, and we went over it a little bit, but just to reiterate what we talked about on Monday, this is the best four quarterbacks in one division in football. And that's just the way that it is. So everybody's got a fighting chance. You can talk about strengths, weaknesses, matchups like we're going to do today, but it all comes down to the quarterback play and whether you support or slow down the quarterback, either your own or the opposition, that's what it always comes down to. So I think if maybe more so than any other year that this podcast has been running, we're on year six now, folks, if you're new to us, please do subscribe on the audio or over on YouTube. Like this is the most competitive this division is going to be. Yeah. And it will be year six come August. I think that's when we actually started. So we're getting really close to hitting year six. Uh, can, thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. And thank you for uh, continuing to help us grow on YouTube. Uh, and there will be more coming. I just want to throw that out there. There is some other stuff in the works that will be coming. So be looking for that. When we start looking at this Broncos team, though, you know, I have to say, and this might be a little bit off, a little bit out there, but I think the most important unit for that team 
to determine where they're going to be for the season is going to be their offensive line. Mm -hmm. I cannot agree with you more. That is the determiner. What's Russ been dealing with? I mean, Russell, let's just start from the top. Russell Wilson is the crowning jewel of this off season for George Payton, but he's also the guy that's got to make it all work. And what has he been dealing with for the last, I don't know, five seasons in Seattle? It's been a lack of protection, not being able to cook, and having to be protected by using the run game because you couldn't protect him in the pass game. I, I think that that all comes back to what they have to do in Denver. Well, and I don't even know that it's really a matter of protection in, in Seattle. I don't know that – I don't know. Pete Carroll's never it made sense to me trying to run the ball when he had a QB like Russell Wilson, so – I mean, maybe it's protection-based, but the problem is, is that's not how you win in the NFL today. And and the funny thing is, is think about it, that cost them a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. And let's hope for their sake that it the, doesn't do it again. And for so, you Broncos fans that are listening, we're not, we're not here to run down your team. We're here to talk legitimately about what the difference is. And no offense, the Chiefs are the defending champions and have been on a run, so we're going to you know, project that they're they're ahead of the Broncos. But it's a really interesting roster that George Payton's built. And I think there's a lot of things to be concerned about. And, and for those of you who don't know me at all, my wife is an ab-season ticket holder. I'm not one of you Broncos fans, but I do root for some Colorado teams. So there is that. We're trying to be down down the line. And as much as we like the Chargers on, on what was it, Tuesday, this is a team that could compete with the Chargers to be right up against and pushing the Chiefs for the championship because of their weapons, because of Russell in particular. But when you look at that offensive line, how do you feel about the matchups the Chiefs are going to have against them with Garrett Poles at left, Dalton Reisner, the K-State product, over at left guard, Cushenberry. Uh, he was one of my favorites coming out, and, and I, I think he's still on the rise, and he's got some upside at center. Quinn Miners, who I think is playing out of position and should be a center. I, I'm still surprised that the Broncos plugged him in a guard and took him, to tell you the truth. And Billy Turner at right tackle. Clearly, to me, right tackles the, the the weak point. I agree with that, but I will say that I also am not sold on any of the rest of their offensive line either. Okay. I, I I think Miners can be good. I think I agree. I completely agree with you. I think he should play in that position. I think he be should be center. Uh, I'm not sold on Christian Berry at, at center, and I'm not sold, uh, you know, on, on Bowles. I mean, I think Bowles played better. The question is, is he's now going to be in a system where He's going to have a QB that likes to move and that can run. And is that going to play to what he can do well? Uh, and he has gotten a lot better, so don't get me wrong. I get that he's been better than he was before. And, you know, their other guard position, he could be okay. But until you actually step in and prove it, and I, I think that's, that's still going to be a question this year. And that's really why I think Denver is going to struggle if they struggle is because their offensive line just isn't ready yet and it doesn't have the protection that it needs and i don't know how they're going to get past it because i don't see the talent on the roster to be able to do so i can't necessarily agree with all of that i do think it is the weaker point of the offense but i don't think it's it's so weak that it keeps them from competing i do think that they're a 500 club at the very worst and i think they're able to well, beat up on some of the other divisions they're going to have to play yeah, to be clear, I'm not saying that they're going to be a bottom of the, of the you know, a cellar dweller team. I'm saying that it could easily keep them at 500 because they could lose big games because their offensive line can't get the job done. Well, we'll That's what I'm that really trying to say. In a minute, because I think Bowles is, a, is a, the rarity that is a, a piece of that offense, a part of that offense that has improved over time. You don't get that. Usually you have to have a part break, and then you have to go replace it. And if you're going to do that, 
you need to go to rockauto.com because they have everything you need. And you don't have to go to a brick and mortar store and you don't have to wait for somebody else to find it. All you got to do is get your parts for your car, put them in your cart and buy it. Super simple. Company's been in business for 20 years. They're family owned. They treat you like you're everybody else. Doesn't matter if you're a pro or a hobbyist or you just break stuff on your vehicles like I do. You just got to go over there, put it all in your cart. And then when they ask you, how'd you hear about us? Tell them Locked On sent you. They'll help. And that's the easiest way to get reliable parts, all the service that you need, everything you'll need for your car or truck at rockauto.com. So offensive line clearly might be the limiting factor, but when you look at their skill positions, they're arguably as good as anybody else in this roster, yeah. except for the quarterback position. And I mean, and it's only because Russ is older. When you look at the running backs, Javante Williams, I think is set to go off. And then you get to have Elvin Gordon. Uh, I mean, yes, Melvin's got a long injury history. Is he going to give you 16, sorry, 17 games? No, but it's going to be a one, two punch. And, and I think that that is still significant. You look at their Cortland Sutton. I still contend now that Tyree Hill is out of the division is the best receiver in this division. And yes, I'm talking to you, Keenan Allen fans. Tim Patrick on the other side, Jerry Judy. And that's not even talking about KJ Hamler, who I, I would think should be a starter. I mean, Tim Patrick manning one of the outsides makes sense, but is that really a starting trio? I don't know. I think Hamler's probably the better option. Yeah, I think that skill-wise, skill position-wise, I think they have a lot of talent. And I think that that is something that could really boost their offense this year. They just not never had the QB that could actually take advantage of that talent. And Russell Wilson is definitely a QB that can do that. The, again, the question I go back to is, is he going to have the time? Is he going to have the ability to get after down the field with some of the playmakers that they have on that offense? Because if their offensive line isn't able to hold up, then it creates issues for Russell. And I do think that the running game could be something that's going to help them. Uh, you know, Javante Williams, I'm, I, I completely agree with you. I think he's a great running back. I think he's going to be very good. I'm not sure where I think he is going into the season. I think he could be. He's easily, I think, going to be a, maybe a top 15 back. Um, He's on my fantasy short list, I'll tell you that. No, and I think you're right. I think you're absolutely correct. I think he could be very good. I just I want to see another season. I don't want to see – I want to see if he doesn't have a sophomore slump because that's, you know, happened before, and he's going to be in a different role than he was last year as well. That, that's very true. That is all to say that I do like the matchup still. I think LeJarrius Sneed, what the freedom from Traverius Ward does for this defense is allows LeJarrius Sneed to track Cortland Sutton. And I feel good about that. Because I think when Sutton was able to hurt them, it was against other players and it was against gaps that they intentionally had to leave there. And I think placing that matchup, I'm really happy with that. Now, on the other side, you're going to have most likely Trent McDuffie on the outside, at least in the, in the three-man. So... A body like Tim Patrick might have the advantage, but McDuffie is really cagey. And even though he's a rookie, I, I feel good things from there. So the question becomes, if you're tracking Sutton, sorry, Sutton, who's going to man Jerry Judy? Because that's probably the biggest task. And if that falls to Lonnie Johnson or if that falls to Rashad Fenton, that's a problem. So then you got to start looking at switching McDuffie or switching Legereus. And I think that's tough enough. But I don't think that's the best matchup, do you? You know, I... My big question with Sutton, I don't disagree with you. I think he could be the best receiver in this division. My question is, is how has he recovered from his injury two years ago? If he is back to 100%, he is absolutely, in my mind, the number one receiver in this division. Uh, he wasn't there last year. He looked like right. a shell of himself at, at time, most of the time. Uh, you saw flashes, but if he's fully back, then I think that he is absolutely the best wide receiver in this division right now. And it's going to be tough when you start looking at the CBs 
going up against these wide receivers. That's a that's going to be a tough matchup for Kansas City. They're going to have to figure out how to mix and match coverages to be able to throw them off and not and not have the Broncos know who's going to be covering who all the time. I hear you, Raiders fans and Broncos fans. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about Devontae Adams came into the division too. We're not talking about the Raiders still tomorrow. So, um, Cortland, you're still number two. I'm sorry, buddy. Devontae Adams still has you beat. Took me a minute. I keep forgetting that. We're going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, you're not the tomorrow. only one, obviously. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. So, so Broncos fans, still be happy. Still got the number two receiver in, in the division. That, that's good. Raiders fans, have at it. We'll talk about your team tomorrow. But I, I did this on the NFL Draft Show because we're ranking all the rookie classes and all the position groups in terms of their strength. And this is the one matchup that that I think is one that the Broncos can have the edge over the Chiefs right now. And that is the tight end. Because I know Albert O's the starter, quote-unquote, but Greg Dulcich is going to be the pass-catching tight end. And I think Russ is going to use him. And I think that's going to cause some problems for man coverage, especially at the linebacker level, if they get some of the switches that I think they're capable of getting. I think Hackett's going to be really good at that. Now, I don't know much about Alton. Auden, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. I'm not 100% on him. But I think that's a matchup. They're going to try to use the tight ends on the Chiefs linebackers. Yeah, and that wouldn't shock me, and I think that could be a good matchup for them. You know, is he going to be able to step up and be a rookie that is going to be good in his first year? It's possible. I think that he has the ability to convert what he did in college into the NFL, so I think that that could be a really good matchup for him. But, you know, you, you start looking at what Kansas City has, you know, what's Willie Gay going to be doing, and, and how are they going to use him, and what are you going to do with your all three of your safeties? How are you going to move them in and out? Are you going to put a guy like Justin Reed on on tight ends at times? Are you going to put, you know, Brian Cook on tight ends at times? Are you, you know, how are you going to move players in and out? And I think that's really going to determine how they're going to be attacking that defense. The other thing that you have to remember as a Chiefs fan and, and looking at this matchup in general is I still think Kansas City's defense may take a step back this year from where they were at times last year just because of all the youth. I think they could be better by the end of the season. Uh, as the youth gets time to actually play and get acclimated to the NFL. But I'm not so sure that this offense doesn't score 30 to 35 points a game most games just because of the talent on the offense and the ability of Mahomes to be able to spread the ball out. So, you know, if they give up 28, it's not going to matter most times, in yeah. my estimation. Uh, and that's fair. You know, and we should we should take a look at the reverse because I think – What's been the strength of the Denver Broncos has been their defense, and I think that's starting to shift a little bit. We'll talk about that on the backside of this. And if you wanted to make a bet on if the Chiefs were going to be over or under 29.5 points on average this season, you could go do that at our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs. Find all the latest sports developments, league and reviews and news, including this year's playoffs, which are actually done for the NHL. You can also find out about Major League Baseball, which, yes, is still going on. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay. So this is where it gets interesting because I think when the matchup is the Patrick Mahomes offense against the new Broncos defense, I think they're both a little bit down from where they were a season ago. So 
what is normally a strength for the Chiefs, I think, until they get in the rhythm and they, and they really start to, to spread the ball around and do the things that we think they're going to do, I think that this is this is a really interesting side of the matchup because it looks like they're they're going to switch up and, and play Randy Gregory as a as a outside linebacker, you know, like a three four type edge rusher. He'll put his hand down on third down, I'm sure. But I think that negates some of that, and he's kind of like the big acquisition in the offseason. Uh, on the front, I feel like the Chiefs' offensive line is still in good shape, especially because I expect Orlando Brown back. Now, if that doesn't happen, then you know that changes everything. But even if it's Kennard or Andrew Wiley, I Randy Gregory doesn't scare me that much. I mean, yes, he's had a, a, a decent bounce back. I I, I worry that the Broncos are going to be bitten a little bit by the recovered and then moving on to a new city. Like, what happens then? I'm, I'm questioning it. That's fair. I chuckle because it's just funny. I, I was just remembering we got some comments about how Khalil Mack was going to destroy Kansas City, and I just mm. I have to laugh at that. And um, he hasn't been that player for a couple of seasons, so we'll I'll believe him when I see it. But when you start looking at the Broncos, I actually disagree with you. I think mm. that the Chiefs' offense is actually going to be better this year than it was last year, and probably sooner rather than later. Okay. If you remember, the Chiefs' offense stumbled out of the blocks for the first probably seven or eight weeks of the season. I mean, they weren't horrible but they weren't good either they scored points they won a couple of games but they lost many games that they should have been able to win and I think that that's going to be a lot different this year because of the matchups that they're going to be able to create create with their weapons I agree with you I think the Chiefs offensive line is going to be good uh I I think that Creed Humphrey deserved to go to the Pro Bowl last year or and get some all pro votes I think Trey Smith is a very good uh guard you have uh, your other guard is is also going to be very good. And, and I think Orlando Brown is going to be back, so I don't see that being a problem. The question is right tackle. I agree with you as well. I don't think Gregory is going to be as much of an issue as maybe we thought that it's possible, you know, seeing other guys in this division could be. Uh, I, I'm much more scared. I guess I'll put it this way. I think I'm much more scared probably of the Raiders pass rush than I am the Broncos. Uh, See, I, I disagree with you there only because I'm just talking about the starters. When they get backups in or if they go NASCAR, they're bringing in Malik Reed, who's had some decent success against the Chiefs. And now they got Nick Benito, too. I thought that was a great pickup for them. I was super high on him in the draft. I'm kind of pissed he's not in a Chiefs uniform. But like when they bring four pass rushers, I think they have the ability to really get after it with those four guys, including obviously Chubb. You know, I mean, he's the centerpiece. Yeah, and again, with Chubb, it's a question, is he going to be healthy all season? Is he going to be healthy most of the season? And, you know, if if Randy Gregory is not that guy, it changes their pass rush regardless of who else they have. Their backups can be good. You don't want to count on a rookie. Kansas is going to have to have – is going to have to count on a rookie this year to provide some pass rush. You don't want to have to be in that position, and Denver may end up being in that position. And then you start looking – and for me, what it comes down to with the Raiders is Max Crosby is – I think one of the best pass rushers in this, in this division, probably right behind Joey Bosa. So that's why that scares me more. Uh, and, and the Broncos to me don't have that guy. Chubb showed he had the ability to do that, but he hasn't been able to put it together since Von Miller left and he hasn't been as healthy. Uh, so I do agree with you. I think that they can have pass rush. I'm just not near as worried about it in this situation. I think Kansas City is going to be able to handle most of their pass rush uh, most of the time. And the other part of it is, the, the X factor that we haven't even talked about at all, Travis Kelsey eats the Broncos for lunch just about every time they play. Uh, he just – he has owned the Broncos, and that is going to negate a lot of what they can do in pass rush because he's able to get open and get open quickly. 
I, I think it'll be dependent on the matchup they get. If they continue to try to put linebackers on them, Josie Jewell's been honestly better than I thought he would coming out of the draft. Um, I think it looks like Justin Strand is another guy that I had a lot of, of upside for. Don't know if he's going to start. I think uh, Jonas Griffith is in the mix there. Um, I don't think they can do it. So that that takes it to the secondary level. Are you going to put a safety on Travis? And we've seen that that's been a, a negative in past. But I will say this. Coach Alvaro, the defense coordinator in Denver now, is, is a former defensive backs coach. And so I feel like the strength of this defense is going to shift to the back. And with Pat Sertan oh, yeah. on one side, you got to feel good. And you have Darby. I think the, the big weakness in the secondary is going to be the nickel position. We'll talk about that in a second. But with Kareem uh, Jackson and Justin Simmons back there, the safety play is going to be good because they can go dime and bring in two guys that I was really high on in the draft, Caden Stearns from two years ago. And now Damari Mathis, who I think can cover just about anybody, even though it's a size disadvantage for Travis. I, I think if they get stuck on that, Travis probably wins just as many reps. But when he loses, I think they might have an opportunity. Those two guys in particular, I feel, can jump passes pretty well. And I think if they're going to try to double team, it's going to be double safeties probably or a linebacker and a safety over the top that, that will just shadow Travis Kelsey. I, I don't think that'll work for them, but that's what, I, what I'm concerned about. Like, how do you play chess with that? For me, it's all the other weapons that Kansas City is going to have at their disposal this year. I, I I think you look at if they double Travis, okay, MBS and Juju the next man up, and you throw in a healthy dose of Sky Moore and, and Michael Hardman as well, and I think your offense is going to be just fine. You have the ability to spread it out to five different players now. You haven't had that in the past, and I think that gives Kansas City a decided advantage. Uh, I do think the Bron- I think you're right. I think the Broncos back end is going to be better than their front end is. And I think that that could cause trouble at times, but I still think that the bigger problem Kansas City had in the pe- last year was they had two main targets. And once you got past that, they weren't able to adapt and they weren't able to get open. I don't think that's going to be an issue this year. Right. And if Mahomes is willing to give his players the ability to go up and try to get the ball, that's going to make it even harder for some of those Broncos corners who are not very tall. Yeah, Darby, and, and quite frankly, Quan Williams, you know, from from working with Croc for so long and understanding what the San Francisco defense was like that he just came from, I, I really do see DeMar Mathis being able to probably overtake him and, and be a starter in the nickel here sooner rather than later. You still have uh, Ojemudia in the, in the backfield there, so, like, they have enough depth. Um, it, it is going to be about size if they choose to go that way. I think that's going to be troublesome, but – uh, I think, and I'm still confident that this is a team that will be tight with the Chargers, but I think they will fall just short, maybe just a game behind them. But I, I think they will be in third place in the division. Are you still sitting there? Yeah, no, I'm still sitting there. I think that you look at what this team is going to be, and there's too many questions. There's too many things that don't. Denver made so many changes this year, and that is going to be hard to just go from zero to winning uh, and really challenging the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, they're not any. They don't have any read. Uh, their coach may be very good. He's a brand new head coach. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. We're breaking down each of the AFC West opponents. The Raiders are up tomorrow. I know you guys have been waiting. I know everybody likes to hate the Raiders the most, and I, I think there's a healthy respect for the Broncos and the Chargers from Chiefs Kingdom. I don't know if that's going to be true tomorrow. So <laughs> make sure that you're here for the Raiders Day as we break down matchups. For the Chiefs against that team and what's going on with it. A lot of changes out there in Las Vegas as well. Make sure you like, sub, hit the bell on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on all the audio platforms. Thanks for listening to us today. 
We'll be back with you tomorrow.